What's up, everyone? We are ready, I'm telling you. Always ready over here on the Madhouse. And all major podcasts. You guys listen over on that podcasting platform, Clarence. Only the best internet I agree. I have to agree. No. That's better. The universe. I agree again. Stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! I've been called that before. Sarcasm is anger, ugly cousin. From now on, unacceptable. Gentlemen, the king. Hail to the king, baby. Rock and roll, man. How's everyone doing out there? Welcome to Insane Throttle Biker News. So, what can I say? Grab that cup of coffee and get going, man. It's time to talk about what's going on in the biker world. Yes, just came off of a freaking good show yesterday, man. We had Brian and Tank from BIC, or better yet, the Biker Lifestyle Podcast. You can go check them out over on the YouTube, man. They're just getting going, so pretty soon they will be on the podcast platforms. If not, I'll go over there and teach them how to do it. Get going, Tank. You'll love it, man. Get people to take you with them on their ride or in their car. Whatever they want to do, they can take you with you. Just plug you into the radio. That's what they do with the Insane Throttle and Motorcycle Madhouse. Also, what a conversation that we had about the Keith Palumbo case with Kev. Uh, he's been coming on the, the live show lately talking about that uh, horrible case. Horrible Next week, and I kind of flew off on the walls, you know, you know, off the walls uh, later on in that show. So, Junior Jones, he will be on Motorcycle Madhouse Live next week to talk about my off-the-wall comments and, you know, how he felt about it. We're going to get into all kinds of personal issues. That's what we're going to do. And we're going to get to... Not only what happened, but also how all this trifecta of a club works. That's all I got to say on that. Uh, we're going to be starting off the program with a lot of good news. Uh, a lot of good stories uh, in today's uh, segment. A lot of great stories, man. Usually I'm always doing all the bad stuff. But uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about Harley Davidson. A club that, you know, uh, is throwing all kinds of good parties and stuff. Uh, I believe we also got a story about a club turning 125 years old. Can you? believe that 125 years old now that's brotherhood right there i don't care what you say that's brotherhood let's get to it okay as you can tell over if you're not if you're on the radio come on over to youtube you'll see the screen i'm on right now we are all over the radio freaking platforms man get on over there and come watch us uh not watch us you know listen to us you know what am i talking about you know i gotta calm down on the 420 sometimes anyway ktsm i really love this story now paso motorcycle club having birthday parade for infant who survived Walmart shooting by KTSM staff. El Paso, Texas, about a year ago. This is a beautiful story, too. Uh, Jordan and Andre and and Kondo welcomed their newborn baby into this world. Only months later, they gave their lives protecting their baby during a horrific 
uh, shooting on August 3rd at the Walmart near Silo Vista Mall. Oh, man, that's sad to hear, man, sad to hear. Uh, without his parents to celebrate his first birthday, an El Paso Motorcycle Club is helping the family by bringing the party to him. The Murado's Motorcycle Club. Rock on, man. Give it a rock on. Uh, let's see here. Are uh, leading a birthday parade for the youngest victim of the Walmart shooting this weekend. And they are inviting other motorcycles and cars to join. The group will gather at 7 p.m. Saturday in the Franklin High School parking lot with the parade starting at 7.30 p.m. and ending at the home, according to Eduardo, president of the club. The club posted about the parade on its Facebook page and told KTSM, the more the merrier, Murado's MCL Chuka Facebook page is where you can find more information. Hell yeah, man. Now, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, I know, again, there's a lot of bad stuff in the news about clubs, but here we go. We got some good stuff going on. And in my final thoughts, I'll also cover that as well. Okay, one of my favorite stories today, Harley Davidson. And I've been talking about this. I actually talked about it with Brian and... Uh, no, I ain't going to allow ads with you. Anyway, uh, me, Brian, and Tank talked about Harley Davidson for a little bit during his uh, interview. Harley Davidson plans for fewer models, simpler factories after coronavirus shutdown. Quote, we are using this time the course correct, director of product sales says. And they need more than a course correct to pull their, you know, anyway. Uh, Harley Davidson is reopening its factories this week at lower production rates. Well, it's probably because they haven't sold much. And sending dealers a narrower range of motorcycles steering away from more expensive plans to stop a years-long sales slide. Yeah, I get it. You know, the coronavirus and all that stuff has really hurt them. But come on, let's be honest. We got to be real here. They weren't doing too damn good before this pandemic, man. They were having a lot of problems. Their board was in disarray. They got rid of Lebedevich. And now they got somebody who, uh, I don't know, sells sneakers or some stuff like that, I heard. Uh, you know, uh, Puma. Yeah, Puma. You know, they're great shoes, but that's not motorcycles. Uh, I wonder if they're going to come out with a Harley-Davidson Puma model. I don't know. Anyway, Milwaukee-based Harley uh, U.S. assembly plants and most of its dealers closed in March as part of a nationwide effort to slow the spread of the new coronavirus. You know, I actually feel uh, bad for you guys in Michigan, man. You get what you vote for, man. They just extended you until June 12th now, man. She is on a power trip, but we'll talk about that in my final thoughts. As many of the company's 698 U.S. dealers were making plans to reopen, Harley's director of product sales, Beth Hruitt, told them in a memo earlier this month that about 70% of them likely wouldn't receive any additional new motorcycles this year. My God, would that you like, you know, squeeze and pucker up right there when a dealer has to hear about that. You know, that is not good stuff right there, man. 70%, that just means there's something going on behind the scenes that they don't know, want you or I to know about. And I bet them dealers are scrambling right about now. Uh, you know, oh, man, ouch, ouch, ouch. Uh, 
We are using this time to course correct and re re rewire the company in pursuit of making Harley-Davidson one of the most desirable brands in the world. Yeah, you'd have dropped the live wires price, man, because boy, did that one flop. That was a flop and a half, man. What were you guys thinking over at Harley-Davidson on that live wire? You know, I can see it maybe at, you know, 14000 15000 but 30000 you're freaking crazy, man. When I went to a dealership and checked one of them out, for, for one, you couldn't hear the damn thing until it got going. And two, it was fugly. It's fugly. You know, and it's only good for freaking uh, the urban setting because you got no freaking uh, mileage to go on that sucker. The zero, less money, a lot less money, and a lot more range. Zero motorcycles are the king of electric. Get it in your head, Harley. You really screwed that one up. And what you did by focusing on that live wire launch is you got away from your core base, which you already did with the Dyna and getting rid of the freaking, uh, you know, a uh, freaking uh, one bike. <laughs> Boy, am I going today. Anyway, the Buell. Uh, but, you know, you got rid of your core customers, man. You guys wanted to go through that electric crap, and this is what happens. Anyway, Harley's strategy reversal shows how some companies are pivoting amid the economic turmoil caused by the pandemic. They can't blame that on the pandemic, man. Uh-uh, you guys were going there way before then. Uh, former chief uh, executive Matt had planned to offset decline in sales of the big expensive bikes favored by Harley's core baby boomer. You always, you know what, you, they, you always want to throw out baby boomers, man. Come on. Customers with dozens of new models by 2027, many of them smaller, cheaper, and aimed at foreign markets. Uh, he stepped down in February under pressure from shareholders threatening to initiate a proxy contest for board seats after Harley closed its fifth consecutive year of fallen U.S. sales. Uh, he was replaced by Joaquin, a longtime Harley board member, former CEO of a German athletic apparel company, Puma, and founder of a new contemporary art museum in Cape Town, South Africa. Yes, that's who you got running Harley-Davidson right now. Uh, he said expanding the motorcycle lineup and chasing new markets diverted attention from Harley's more profitable models and made factories too complex. He said the production ramp-up is warranted by uh, deteriorating demand for motorcycles. New models that would have made their debut this summer will roll out early next year and said... Uh, on a schedule of releases before the peak spring buy-in season begins. By having fewer motorcycles in the market, Harley said it is trying to appeal to customers of premium price brands with limited availability. Oh, we see your approach now. We see it. You're trying to pull off a mid-90s deal. Uh, it, this ain't going to work in this time period, man. You know what? They're going to, it says it all right there what they're doing. They're going to kill the companies, what they're going to do. By having fewer motorcycles in the market, Harley said it is trying to appeal. Here's their their new target customer to customers of premium price brands with limited uh, availability. Boy. <laughs> uh Miss Truett, our strategy to limit motorcycle product in the showroom is purposely designed to drive exclusivity. Oh, my God. You know what? 
Bye, Harley. Bye, Harley Davidson. You're done. <laughs> oh, my God. This is the worst plan I've ever seen. Worst freaking plan. Are you kidding me? Anyway, let's go over to the American Motorcyclist. Portsmouth Motorcycle Club celebrates 125 years. Commemorates past hopes for a bright future. Hundreds gathered at the Portsmouth uh, Motorcycle Club in Ohio on June 30th to celebrate the club's 120th or 125th anniversary. Now, this is an older article before you guys go all stupid on me, but I wanted to put out there because we were talking, you know, we had all this bad stuff going on uh, within the scene, and I wanted to put out there, yeah, there are some clubs uh, that really freaking stick out there. Uh, yeah, it's an older article, but, you know, on June 30th, they're going to celebrate 125 years. Uh, motorcycles lined the curb of uh, Front Street in Portsmouth as the organization celebrated with food, live music, and all that good stuff. It can trace its roots back to 1893 when it was founded as a cycling club. They changed its name and became a motorcycling club in 1913. Uh, this is just, you know, shows you the longevity of what a motorcycle club can do when it's ran right. Uh, no, it's not a one percenter club, any of that stuff. Uh, but again, this is from 2018, guys. So, you know, add two years, you're looking at 127 years. But the point of this article was to show you, hey, a lot of good stuff can happen out there. Now, let's go over to Target 12. We've been following this story. Rhode Island Hells Angels president released after serving time as a bail violator. This by Tim White, the president of the Hells Angels of Rhode Island, was released from prison earlier this month after serving more than two months as a bail violator following a dust-up in a strip club parking lot. Joseph Lancia, who turns 29 years old, was released from the ACI on May 13th, according to Christy DeRuss, a spokesperson for Attorney General Peter Naraha. Lancia was ordered to serve 75 days as a bail violator after he was arrested on February 29th outside the Cadillac Lounge, where a Providence police officer said he witnessed Lancia punched someone, knocking him unconscious. He was charged with two misdemeanor counts of disorderly conduct and simple assault. At the time, he was out on 100,000 surety bail following his indictment on firearm charges. He is accused of allegedly firing a gun at a truck driver by, uh, driven by uh, Richard Starnino, who police said was involved in an ongoing dispute with him. Uh, why he was passing the Hells Angels Providence headquarters on Menster Street in July. Uh, he's facing multiple counts, in, including intent to commit murder, assault with dangerous weapon, discharging a firearm, while committing a crime of violence and carrying a pistol without a permit. Yes, he got released as a bail, you know, after serving time as a bail violator. Now, let's go on to the Wall of Shame! Yes, the Wall of Shame. You're going to have a lot of articles over on HooliganBiker.com. That's where we're putting the Hall of Shamers. 
uh, a married Los a uh, Vegas police officers accused of child abuse. Yeah, this is a heart-wrenching one. Uh, by Richard Torres uh, Cortez. Two married Metro police officers were arrested Tuesday for allegedly hitting and injuring a child in their care earlier this month. The victim's mother, Officer Destiny Denis Woodruff, 26, and Officer John Wesley Woodruff, 26, stepfather to the child, are accused of leaving the child with bruises after multiple beatings on May 9th, which police allege were done in order to inflict pain. If you're over on the radio, you can come see our wall of shamers. Uh, Denise Woodruff is the top. Boy, is she fugly. And then you got Wesley Woodruff on the bottom. Uh, the Woodruffs are each facing three counts of child abuse and one count each of conspiracy to commit child abuse and domestic battery by strangulation. Las Vegas Justice Court records show the case was filed on that Monday. Uh, Destiny has uh, since bailed out of the Clark County Detention Center where her husband remained. Jail logs show police said the man was fired Tuesday as a result of a separate internal investigation and his wife has been suspended from Metro without pay. The officers were both hired in 2016 and assigned to the Southeast Area Command Substation. Uh, there was no more details, but that is your inductees into the Wall of Shame. Okay, before we go to my final thoughts, don't forget to visit us over on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Take us with you on that ride I was talking about. Also, join us on our social media, man. Get on over there. Subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You get behind-the-scenes stuff of me screwing around and some videos as well. And Pinterest and get your daily biker news over on HarleyLiberty.com. Now, my final thoughts. And before you hooligans go out there, hey, that was an old story. Okay, put it in context. I was using it. As an example of how, you know, clubs can stick together when it's done right, man. There's clubs that are one percenters that have been around for decades and decades. This has been around for 127 years now, even though the article says 125, because I'm going to get a bunch of you guys pointing that out. But that was used to contrast, you know, some of the stuff we've been covering. Uh, Harley Davidson, my God, there is their plan. They just shoved their core customers to the side. Anybody supporting that company now? My God, I get it. They're an icon. Yes, I have a fat boy. I get it. They're good bikes. But they just told you to go hit the road is what they did with their new plan. They are going to push these limited edition motorcycles instead of catering to the core. I guess this new freaking guy, you know what they did to Easy Rider Magazine is what this dude's going to start doing to Harley Davidson, man. He's going to only freaking go after a very small segment of motorcyclists, and he's going after the freaking rich ones, man. Some of these bikes he's talking about, these limited edition ones, are like fifty and 60000 freaking dollars. How are you going to keep your company going, man? I can guarantee you there's probably going to be layoffs in the future. They're going to start blaming it like they are now on this virus and the shutdown instead of people looking past that. And hopefully that people see this article, 
that this is their true intention, man. They have really screwed up this company. They are getting people. Puma? The guy does shoes. And then he owns some art museum or something or some museum down in South Africa. This is a United States company, man. And everybody out there is always saying, well, you know, Harley's, you know, made in America, which, you know, the last CEO admitted, hey, that's, that don't matter anymore. We're worldwide now. It don't matter, man. It ain't about that anymore. Uh, tell that to, uh, you know, the bikers that have stuck behind you all these years, man. You have just kicked them in the butt, man. On a freaking real. That is, uh, man, what do you guys think? That is Oh, my God. Give it a few years, man. You're going to see dealerships starting to close because you already have, man. I'm seeing them all over in the news closing, you know, local news stuff. Uh, sad state of affairs for this motorcycle company. Hope, you know what? I think Indian also also made, you know, made a bad freaking mistake getting rid of the victory line. Indian, they're right up there with Harley Davidson and a lot of their prices. They had Victory where they had another line where people can still buy American and, you know, have a good looking, decent bike with the Victory. But I think they made a big mistake uh, getting rid of that. But Harley Davidson, man, your future is bleak right now. And the only thing they got to rely on is stupid people who will just. Stand behind them no matter what, man. No matter what, when they're turning their back on their customers, they'll still stand with them. So that's who who, who they're hoping is stupid enough to get into this plan. Best thing to do if you want a Harley is go to the used market, get you a bike. That's what I always say. If you want a nice bike, low miles, these rubs get rid of them all the damn time. So go on the used market, but sad state of affairs with Harley-Davidson. Uh, it's great hearing about that motorcycle club uh, doing that uh, birthday thing for that uh, victim uh, who lost her parents. Sad stuff. Sad stuff. Uh, and our wall of shame, man. Didn't I tell you about these people? And boy, are they pushing back, man. I got trolls up the yinging. You, Leo, are freaking relentless, man. You know, unrelentless. You're always, you know, crying and whining about how we covered a wall of shame. But it's all there in black and white, man. It's your dum-dums who do it. Not my fault. <laughs> Sorry about that, man. Uh, again, next week we're uh, supposed to have uh, this representative from uh, the Warlocks to come on, tell their side of the story. Let's see if it happens. I'm hoping it happens. Should be a good discussion. Uh, a lot of issues that have to be uh, you know, ironed out on that and uh yes we'll see if he shows up uh hopefully i'm um, you know he said he would so let's hope he does uh but with that you know you guys make I sure you goodbye. stay safe man Mammoos, adios, see you guys child. later so man. long get your hat yet rock and roll man i'll talk to you guys later ride safe will you number one internet biker radio show is now available on spotify and all major platforms including ir radio itunes stitcher and more don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free.
free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.hearthsliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on!